Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Twilight Saga Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And it may sound a little bit different, but, uh, you know, we're not in the studio, but we are here and eager to start covering the third book in the Twilight Saga titled Eclipse. And uh, I surprised Stephanie by letting her know that last night I started reading, or I guess I should say listening to chapter one, uh, read to me by Ileana Kadushin. And uh, I am really enjoying uh, Eclipse so far. It is mm-hmm. it has definitely got a good start. Uh, it starts off with, I, I felt it was a little odd because the, the chapter starts off, by the way, in this episode, we're only covering chapter one. Right. So uh, I don't know if we can guarantee you that we're going to do chapter by chapter through the whole book, but uh, we'll see how things go. But anyway, chapter one starts with um, Charlie trying to convince Bella why she should hang, you know, spend some time with Jacob. And of course, she's completely opposed to it. And by the end of the chapter, she's trying to convince Edward why she needs to spend time with Jacob, and he's completely opposed to it. Right. Well, I don't think that. See, I don't think that with Charlie, she's completely opposed to it. I think that with Charlie, um, she's defensive because he's the one bringing it up. She's already when when she's reading the note from Jacob that yeah. starts off ultimatum, which you don't really get to. Can I show you real quick? I, I can mean, see what the note looks like. Go well, ahead. I mean, what she do you describes it very, very. Um, she describes it very well, but it's actually in here. See? Look at you with your paper see? copy of the book. I know. I love my paper copy. So anyway, but he like you can see where he you know what he wrote and where he crossed it out. So she's already reading this note and thinking of Jacob. And then, um, yes, Charlie comes in with his ultimatum. I do want to say though, reading the audio version of this book, I was really scared because the book, start, I mean, chapter one starts out with a guy's voice, yes, and it I'm is. like, oh my gosh, please don't do this. <laughs> and, and 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 of all people, I don't want to hear Jacob's voice in this book at all <laughs> because I do not like Jacob. I don't know. <laughs> I am so I am so on Team Edward. Oh, I can't. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. You can't what? Uh, nothing. All right. Okay. So, but I just don't like Jacob at all. I know you don't. I do not I like Jacob. He, he is a he is a dog. He <laughs> smells like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, That's funny. he is. Yeah. Anyway, what'd you, well, what you? Well, I like when say? I like when um, towards the end of, of chapter one when her and when Bella and Edward are talking about she needs to see Jacob and and he says, you know he says no and but when he calls him a dog and, and yeah. she says, you know, I'm used to hearing it from Jacob um, but somehow it just seemed so much more offensive coming from <laughs> Edward and um, well because of the way she describes his voice and stuff. But Anyway, I think that that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we start off, um, I have my notes. It starts off with, she says, Jacob's pain cut me deeper than my own. So um, just saying that that Jacob's pain, knowing that he was in pain, was really, really bothering her. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's very close to Jacob. Yeah. Whether we like that or not. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay. Um, Charlie cooking is hilarious, is it not? It, I mean, it, it adds to the story, and, and it's it's a little backstory, but yeah, I guess that's kind of funny. Well, I think that it's so funny because um, 
it, it's well first off she knew something was up right away because charlie doesn't cook right and um just the whole putting the spaghetti sauce the jar in the microwave with the lid on and anyway then the way she describes how the spaghetti was all the source of the smell <laughs> right <laughs> it was or the source of the stench or the, something yes like. it was it's just <laughs> funny and how he but i love that he was going out of his way to, I mean, he already was awkward about bringing up, he already felt awkward about bringing up the subject matter to begin with, but then he went out of his way to take one of her responsibilities off of, you know, to, to kind of like lighten the blow, and I really liked that. But I don't get it, though. I mean, the lighten the blow of what? The ultimatum? Yes. I mean, it, yeah. it's like, listen, I don't understand that. It's like, listen, I'm going to let you go. But for, for, first of all, how old is she? She's 18. She's 18. Come on right. already. Well, no. it's, no, I, see, here's the thing. In the book, I can see how, in reading a book, I can see how you can say that. But um, we are going to have a child who will turn 18 while still in high school. Yes. And it will still be under our roof, under our rules kind of life for that child i understand but while making, they're in school but making forcing her to have a certain friend is what i'm talking about yeah that's what i'm saying i i, I know it, but that's i mean he he's on okay he's on and has always been on team jacob i mean he has always hoped that they would get married one day absolutely you know so i think that it you know he's he's just a dad who wants her best interest at heart. and I so. get that, but still, it's just like you say, you say I, mean, I think it's a ridiculous ultimatum. That's all I'm saying is that, listen, I'm going to let you be ungrounded, but only if you hang out with Jacob Black. Right. That's no, ridiculous. I, I agree. I agree. So so she's free, conditionally. I, I could see saying, you know what, you're, you're free to go, and I recognize that you're probably going to spend some time with that guy. But you have to you have right. to balance it with other people, right? But to say that you must balance it with one individual who totally ratted you out, right. you know, and and everything else, and doesn't want anything to do with her. I mean, she has tried to reach out to him. He is the one who constantly is. Jacob is the one who is constantly cutting off that interaction, not answering her calls and not doing this. But yet, Bella is the one who's taking all the blame for it, right? He just gets away like a snotty-nosed kid. <gasps> Imagine that. That's what he is. Exactly. Okay, so I agree with you that, you know, the um, the ultimatum that Charlie hands her is a little ridiculous and far-fetched. But asking her to have balance in her life, I don't think No, I, I totally get that. You know, that. as far as, like, Angela and, and her other friends go. Right. You know, I don't think. But here's the thing that, that I loved was how much... Bella stood up for um, for her relationship with Edward. When Charlie says, "When now you have to tell, I'm pretty sure that this happens in chapter one. Charlie, Charlie says, maybe if you would have been spending more time with your other friends, then last seven months wouldn't have been so bad. Doesn't he say that in this chapter? I don't, I don't know if he says that specifically. And she says it would have been exactly that bad. Hmm. And um, and I'm pretty sure that it's. I mean, I could look right no, now if you fine. wanted. But I'm, so, um, but just saying that that just because she was only spending her time with Edward before he left, doesn't mean that that's why it hurt that bad when he did leave. So when he did leave. But so anyway, um, I, I love how 
I, I really do, um, as a parent, love Charlie's reaction to Edward. Like, the, the strict time, you know, that he's allowed to be there. And the the immediate snarkiness that, that he gets when Edward comes in. I do, as a parent, I really love that. Yeah. I do. And um, he is not completely convinced that this is the right boy for his daughter. Understandably so. You know, and, and so, but I, I love that. He's like, okay, you, you can still see him, but it will be here, and it will be through these hours, and... And he will not walk through the door of this house otherwise. Absolutely. And so, and I like that. Of course, he doesn't know he comes in the window, but, yeah. you know. Note so. to self, remember <laughs> this in the future, Cliff. Right. Um, so, so I really like that. Anyway, he finds out that she's ungrounded and says, congratulations. He has a whole nother stack of college applications. And she's pretty sure. I love that she's like, I'm pretty sure I've missed all of the all of the deadlines. How could I still be getting in? And he lays one on the table and she's like, be serious. You know, Dartmouth. I mean, come on. Um, she doesn't exactly have a 4.0 GPA. And, um, but it, so it, it's funny. I, I like that. What, and what? there's indication that he might be paying people exactly. off and all kinds of that's other what stuff. I was. That's what I was loving. She's like, um, so what wing of the school? The colon is, wing. The, yeah. And, uh, and that's funny. And so then we go into the talk about um, the horrors that are happening in Seattle. And you'd be happy or you'd be surprised at how often the monsters of my world are you know, behind the the front headlines of your news, your human news. Right. (laughs) And, um, and then it starts to, it starts to be real to her that, and and I love how she's now clearly, she knows she's not rational. I mean, she knows that she is not mental. You mean? Yeah. She calls herself, she, she is very mental and, um, and she knows that herself, but when she starts to, when it was just gang related, you know, when when the article was just gang related, somehow it was separated from her. But now that she's finding out that it's actually um, a newborn, a newborn vampire that and so now these people are becoming real to her and she's you know, they they have families and jobs and pets and hopes and dreams. And and um, and so now they're becoming very real for her. Right. And and I kind of I kind of like that, you know, that really. um, I like that she's wrestling with what's going to happen to Charlie and her mom and everybody else, you know, and how's this and of course, how's this going to, you know, deal, you know, affect the dog guy. The and dog. and uh, because he's gonna know, he's gonna know. She might be able to hide from everyone else, but yeah. he will know. Yeah, I and love the joke about going to Antarctica, and Edward says, "Oh, great penguins, penguins." And he <laughs> says, "Funny." And then she suggests another place, and we can have yeah. There's polar bears, and there's this, it's and Alaska. there's wolves. Is there's wolves? And yeah. She's and like, yes, I find that offensive. <laughs> he's like, oh well, you know, of course you would, yeah. but um. So he uses Weathering Heights as a distraction. She's she's reading Weathering Heights. Have you ever read that book, Stephanie? I've never read that book. Ever read? Do you have any interest to read it now that it's such a part of this? I do. Have you ever read the book of Romeo and Juliet? I have not read the book of Romeo and Juliet, but I have. Those would be interesting reads, I think. I think they would. You know, I'm I'd be willing to bet, and I think this would be a positive side effect of the series that I bet you there's been a lot of younger 
kids who now who have gone back are reading the classics Absolutely. because of this. I would hope so. I, I mean, would hope I would so hope too. so. It, it's, um, I, excuse me, it's something that I want to do. I, I Since the very first time I read Eclipse, I wanted to go read Weathering Heights. Um, I'll it's get the audio version. That, yeah, you'll get the audio version. Of course you would. I'd go to the library and, and just borrow it. But um, but yeah, it, it's something that I want to do. And and it's funny that they mention it in the first chapter, just like they did with Romeo and Juliet, because it does play a theme throughout the rest of the book. Right. And the fact that they, neither of them have redeemable qualities. Yes. And their uh, only redeemable qualities. I hope qualities you would never fall in so, right. love with somebody like that. And it's because who cares? I've already fallen in love with you. Yeah. And I know you have no redeemable qualities. <laughs> that's pretty much what she's saying, isn't <laughs> I know. it? Right. Or but, at least that's the insinuation, everything. Right. But, um, you know, she believes that she's hit the jackpot yeah. she, w- with falling in love with Edward. She really does believe that. And so, but, um, is it, anyway, so so they bring it up, and I, I like when she talks about how good he is at distracting her, mm-hmm. and and he is very good at distracting her, and um, so anyway, the Wuthering Heights is mentioned in chapter one. Um, she gets she gets her mind back. I need to see Jacob. No, um, he says that he's gonna. He can't let that happen, and and it's that you know is she is he going to physically try to stop her from seeing her. Or for seeing him. I don't know. And so that, that's the kind but of thing. But that is the insinuation that, that he yeah, left. Like I, I will I stop will, you. I will stop you from seeing him. And that, right. then all of a sudden that's like, okay. Controlling? I, well, overbearing? Overcontrolling. <laughs> yes, exactly. Overbearing, a little bit, you know. Psychotic. Borderline, yeah. But at the same time, they're, okay, there's, okay. And, and this is where <laughs> I, sh- this is why I don't like fantasy. <laughs> it is like part of me wants to say, okay, he's a werewolf. I mean, right. he is unpredictable. He's uncontrollable, and and right. you know, it, it's it's dangerous. And I can understand saying, I don't want you to be around that kind of danger. Right. At the same time, it's like, listen, you know, she's her own person, and you you need to not be so, you know, over controlling and overbearing. But right. this, but the thing is, is so it, it's hard to know what to feel there. It is. You know, it really is, and. um there's just so much that I can't say right now because you've only read chapter one. Right, you've only taken. Well, what else is, is there? So, anything else in this chapter? Um, so, no, here he, Edward thinks that it's her bad luck that's brought the wolves back. Oh yeah, and the theory and the theory that you know that it's her. But um, I can't believe they no, haven't thought about that. I know. That, of course, the thing is, is she's been inside and she knows she's had the conversations yeah. and understands from the inside that it is them that's brought right. brought this out of them. Right. And, um, but so now letting the Cullens know that and letting them in on that, um, I think it's absolutely hilarious when he says that if they bottled her bad luck, they'd have a weapon of mass destruction. Yeah. It's hilarious. Um, what do you want? Do you want to start a war? And, um. And I said, yeah. You said, yeah. (laughs) We're we're listening to it in the car and I'm like, yeah, I'd like to see that. That would be, that would, that would pick things up a bit. That would pick things up a bit. So anyway, um, if Jacob hadn't helped me, I'm not sure what you would have come home to. Um, really, she's giving Jacob a lot of credit for for keeping her together. And rightfully so. Yeah. While it was the most boring part of this saga so far, it is true. Yeah. And we did have to endure it. And, uh, you know, anyway, at least it kept the story alive, I guess. I guess, right. Yeah, Moving along. <laughs> and um, he, he says, I'll never forgive myself for leaving you. Nor should you. Exactly. You jerk. Yeah. <laughs> I thought oh, you wait were Team second. Edward. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm Team Alice. <laughs> I just love That's that team. Funny. I'm I'm Team Edmit. 
Edmit. Emmett. Oh, Team Emmett. Okay. Team Emmett. Um, and he, he tries to explain to her, I know what it feels like to think that I've lost you and how he can't go through that. And anyway, so um, don't you know how much I love you? And she says, I only know how much I love you. Says, oh, oh, blah, blah, No, wait, blah. hold on. You compare one small tree to the entire forest? That's what he asked her. So, like, he really believes that she loves him, like, the size of one small tree, while he loves her the size of the entire forest. Self-absorbed, do you think? A little, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and you know, suddenly the, the note from Jacob is 10 pounds weighing down her pocket. She has to see him. And that's where chapter one ends. And that's where I begin to question her love for Edward. Yeah. She wants to hang out with the dogs. Well, she says that she's selfish. Yeah. She compares herself to, I mean, she basically compares herself to Kathy, or to Catherine, right? From Wuthering Heights? From Wuthering Heights, yeah. whatever that means. To Kathy, that that she was selfish. Yeah, I know. With no redeemable quality. With no redeemable quality. And I would say that pretty much fits the bill. I think so. (laughs) Just kidding. No, I, I, I think that... Um, I think that Bella is is very selfish, and yeah. you're just getting she, she the has smallest some, tip. She has some redeemable qualities, though. I do want to say that. No, I mean, I've, she I've, does care yeah. for her dad. Yeah. She cares. She obviously sacrificed. At least she thought she was sacrificing for her mom. I yeah. mean, there, she she has a lot of redeemable qualities. She does, and I just want to point that out. But she, she does. But with that, um, that covers chapter one and we'll be back with another episode of the twilight saga fan podcast which uh covers at least chapter two um and what's chapter two called i'm looking right now oh you don't know by heart evasion Evasion. that's right remember i could i couldn't remember what it was chapter two is evasion well we'll be back with chapter two soon mama Uh uh-oh there's we gotta go